0: Welcome to Season 2 of the Predator Podcast. Here on the Predator Podcast, we will talk about all things predator hunting. If you're a predator hunter or wanting to become one, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Drew, and on this podcast, we will talk with fellow predator hunters all over the United States about the tips and tactics they use to put more fur in the truck. I'd like to give a special shout out to my partner for the Predator Podcast, Dark Night Outdoors. If you're in the market for... A thermal optic or accessory uh, look no farther than Dark Night Outdoors. Jamie is second to none. I got a chance to meet him, sit down with him, and he's a great guy. And customer service is off the charts. I would highly recommend it. Uh, if you look at my description below, you will see there's a couple of discount codes there. You can use the code PREDATORPODCAST23. That'll save you $50 on a thermal optic, and there's also a, a code there for accessories. Check out the link in my description below and check out Dark Knight Outdoors for your next thermal optic purchase. All right, everybody, season two, the Predator podcast. I have a popular guest from season one of the Predator podcast back on today, Uh, Ethan Cole. He is from South Dakota. And uh, like I said, had him on season one, if you want to kind of get the rundown of him and uh, all the things that that he does you'll have to go back to season 1 and give it a listen but uh on today's episode he and I are going to kind of dive into uh full moon hunting uh and full moon hunting at night a lot of people I get a lot of questions about hunting the full moon and strategy and different things like that so uh we were kind of talking today and before we jumped on here and we thought it'd be a good topic to discuss a little bit so Ethan, thanks for uh, coming on here tonight. I'm glad to have you back. Yeah, thanks for thanks for inviting me back. So, like I mentioned, we're going to talk about full moon hunting, and um, me and Ethan are going to kind of discuss our strategies, our opinions. Um, obviously, to each their own, but we'll tell you, you know, what we think and what we do, maybe to, um, get away with some stands on those. Super bright moon nights because it's a full moon right now. For those of you who have been hunting the last, you know, week and this week, uh, it's going to be it's going to get pretty bright out there. It was pretty bright when I was out the other night. Um, so we're gonna jump right into it. So, Ethan, it's a full moon right now, and you got a free night tonight, and you're gonna go hunting. What are some things that you're gonna do? differently on a full moon night versus a darker night. Are you referring to like calling
1: sequences or just in general anything
0: anything that you anything that's in your mind that says okay it's a full moon I'm going to do this a little differently tonight or um just kind of walk me through your your thought process and how you you know cuz give you guys a little backstory you know Ethan got kids just like me and busy schedule you know, not a ton of time to hunt. So of course, if you get time to hunt, you're going to hunt. So like I said, it's a full moon. You're going, you got a free night tonight. (laughs) You're, you're going out and kind of walk me through how you're going to try to tackle that full moon and, and what are some things you might do differently than a standard, let's say dark evening? I guess,
1: honestly, as far as like calling coyotes in general, I'm not doing anything different um as far as running the call wise, but I guess the main thing that sticks in my mind is with the thermal hunting you you've got to have back cover um something behind you to break up your silhouette. obviously, I mean I don't know how many guys are out there. how many of your listeners are are thermal hunting, but obviously you You want to be standing up on your tripod so you can pan around and and watch. But when the full moon is there, it's like, I don't know how to, I guess my golden rule is like, if you can see your shadow at night, the coyotes can probably see you. So you have to have something behind you to break up your outline. Other than that, like. It's just killing coyotes. I mean, I'm not doing any. I don't have any secrets. That's like, oh, it's a full moon. I got to go into this sound folder or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yep. Like you said, I've got a night. Doesn't matter if it's full moon, dark moon. I'm gonna go. It's it's mostly just um where I'm where I'm setting up in my locations as far as you know, just where I'm standing, basically where I'm parking my vehicle. Yeah, um, so that coyotes can't see it. You know, I can't, you can't get away with just parking it on an intersection and walking 50 yards down the road yeah. and it doesn't work, but yeah, look for a lot of, oh, no, for sure. Look for tree strips. You can park on the end of a tree strip, use that tree strip to block, you know, to break up your outline, old far, abandoned farmyards. Um, there's places where you can kind of get tucked into some trees or some overgrown weeds, but yet still
0: have good visibility yourself. Yeah totally. Uh, one thing that I always tell people, like uh people ask, you know, about the full moon blah, blah blah. Um so I I agree with everything Ethan just said. Uh one thing one thing that I do, um so I always hunt with like, you know, another guy or two two, so like usually two or three of us. One thing that I always do is when I walk the call out and set the call down, I always look back at the my guys that are with me to see what our setup looks like. And like, if you, the other night we were out, it was super bright. And if you can get like, like Ethan said, like with the chat, with the shadows. So like, if you can see, if you can see your shadow, you're probably out in the bright mood, but like I'm standing at the call, I'm looking back, you know, 40, 50 yards at my, the guys I'm hunting with and they're sitting under the shadows of a tree. And you cannot even see them sitting there. Like I didn't, I was looking, I'm like, where did they go? And I'm like, oh, wait, they're sitting right there. Um, so obviously, if I can't see them from 50 yards from the call or 40 yards from the call, I'm pretty sure that the coyotes aren't going to see them from way out there anyways. Um, so that's one thing that I always look at is I always, when I set the call, I look back at my setup, you know, just to make sure that I can't or that there's nothing. They're not skyline. They're not, you know, sticking out like a sore thumb because I think that's an easy easy tell right there. And then the other thing that I usually will expect on a full moon is that they're probably going to hang up a little farther out. Um, So I always tell people that like, I usually bank on a little longer shots on a full moon night. I don't know your opinion on that. Um, Just seems like they want to get more visual because they can. And, you know, obviously if, you're sticking out a little bit or they can see you a little better. I, I think they, they, you know, generally, you know, on a full moon from my experience, they will, you know, my average shot gets a little farther on those nights.
1: Yeah. That there might be some truth to that. You know, the, those coyotes they're coming in and they're looking for something and they're expecting to be able to see it the same way they do in the daytime. and If they're not seeing, you know, depending on what sounds you're playing, if they're not seeing a rabbit out there, they're not seeing two coyotes fighting. They might get a little nervous and check up a little bit earlier than on a super dark night when they come running in, you know, just going to break up the fight. So, yeah, there's there's probably some truth to that.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, because because like my thing is, too, is like I might be set up in the shade, but my call is almost always out in the in the in the bright moon. So, like, right. I feel like they could, you know, they're going to pick up, like, okay, you know, especially, like, they're coming into a howl or something, you know, you know, let's say you just played a lone howl and here comes one, well, you know, might get to 200 yards and be like, wait a second, I don't see a coyote there, um you know, maybe maybe you find have that happen more, which I think happens to me uh, a little more on a full moon, but, Yo. yeah, what were you going to say, sorry? I was just
1: going to ask, like, <clears throat> when you're out with your thermals, are you guys normally sitting down on your tripods or bipods, whichever, or are you guys standing yep. up? Um Yeah. So you, just like basically treat it like I'm day hunting. Really? Yep. See, I have a hard, I have a hard time doing that for whatever reason. I mean, I've got the helmet mounted scanner. I should be able to sit down and
0: it should be the same as daytime, but
1: I just well, feel, so
0: I will tell you, I will tell you that if you're by yourself, I would not sit down. Right. Like sure. it's just too much ground to cover, to scan yeah. and cover everything from a seat. Um, Yeah. So if I was by myself, I wouldn't definitely no chance. I would, I would sit down unless it was an absolute, I had to, to hide or something, but. I would avoid it at all costs. But like like I said, I'm hunting with two to three guys all always. So, you know, everyone has, you know, one guy's scanning to the right, one guy's scanning to the left, and one guy's, you know, me usually in the middle over the call or whatever. And that makes it way more manageable. And I do think that helps um on a full moon night, especially. Like it helps us get hidden, I think. Yeah. Um for sure. But like I had one I had one uh Last week, I was I made a stand and I had coyotes howling. This was like a morning stand. Like I went out and it was like you know five a.m. or whatever. So it was like an you know hour and a half, two hours before light. And I I ended up in on this stand had had these coyotes howl three different times. I set up on them twice and they howled again. And I'm like, okay, they're still there. Like I gotta go over there. So I just kept on going, went way back over there, played pair, played a pair howl, and they just immediately on like on a line they start coming, and it's getting starting to get lighted out in the morning, and it's a full Mm -hmm. moon, so really bad combination, and they got to like 300 probably and and hung up, and I would have shot them right there if I could have, because. But there was like a they were like through a tree line, so I like didn't have a super clear shot. And I was you know how thermal is when you're looking through a tree line, like you never really know if there's little branches or you know, little little brushy stuff that could potentially be in the way. Um I didn't shoot and they stood there for a while and then they just swung way around me for the wind and went ended up at like 450 yards. But I that was a combination of the moon. It was getting light out and I was skylined. I mean, it was just an all around bad combination and I was sitting down, but just all that light and the skyline and everything it was just a bad, bad combination. And they, you know, they, 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 they snuff, snuffed it out right away and swung way around me at, you know, 500 yards for the wind and the visual. And, you know, that's just part of it. On a dark night, would they have done that? Or if it was even dark out, would they have? Maybe not, but the moon would have still been on my back, so I'm guessing they probably still would have. But So that was just something that happened to me recently. I'd like to take a quick second to talk to you guys about Dark Knight Outdoors. As you guys know, Dark Knight Outdoors is partnering with me this year for the podcast, and I couldn't be luckier to have them join me. Just a couple of the things that drew me to Dark Knight Outdoors: uh, they will match match pricing, they don't have any sales tax outside of Illinois, and quick and free shipping, no credit card fees, and you get a free external battery pack with a quality mount to come with your purchase. And not to mention, if you use code Predator Podcast twenty three. At checkout on a the Thermal Optic, you're going to save $50. So you're basically going to be able to price match uh, to the best price you are able to find and then save $50 uh, on top of that. Also, if you're in the market for accessories, uh, he Jamie has so many different accessories down there, Dark night Outdoors. You can also use the code PPACC23. So that's PPACC23 to save 25% off all accessories. So go down to the show description and look at Dark Night Outdoors website and you will not be disappointed. Yeah, I actually,
1: you know, we were talking before we started the podcast, like we used to live for a full moon. I mean, that was like in high school yeah. growing up. It's like, oh, full moon. We got fresh snow. It was like that was the only time you wanted to go, and now it's yep. like, God dang it, it's full moon. We got snow on the ground. Coyotes are gonna be able to see me. It's just, it's just another layer to it. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's just hunting coyotes, and you're you find ways to to make it work. I know. <clears throat> I find myself like sometimes I'll pull into a spot. At night, and be like, Oh, the wind is good. I I bet there's a pair of coyotes, you know, over here, whatever. But I'm like, It's really dark out. This spot would be really good. Like, there's good cover for a full moon. So I'll actually leave that spot and be like, Well, I got to remember if I have a north wind and a full moon, like, this is actually a really good spot to hide the vehicle. Like, Try not to burn those spots on yeah. dark nights. It can yep. be kind of hard. To, it, can, it can be hard to talk yourself out of it sometimes, but
0: when yeah. all of us know, that's all a great the,
1: idea, the full moon comes around. You're like, oh, where am I going to go? I've already been here. I've already been there. I've already done this, done that. It's like, oh, I wish I could just go pull into so-and-so's yard, walk out behind the feedlot and make a call tonight. But I did it three weeks ago or a week ago in the dark yep i don't just yep
0: trying to kind of no i keep your options i totally agree with you yeah totally agree with you i think that's a great idea and i think that you know figuring out when you can be successful you know on all those at all times is what i think separates you know the good hunters from the great hunters is being able to you know figure it out and be successful on any given night or any given condition and i think that's a big part of it is just is treating your spots right and and hunting them smart and being you know where you need to be at at the end of the day you have to be yeah actually
1: about a week oh god it. my weeks are kind of messed up we were in new mexico for 10 days but i've I can't remember. It must have been. Man, time flies. It must have been the last full moon, like the January full moon. Anyway. I got on a stand and I went on early and I thought I had time before the moon got high. It was like, I don't know, maybe it was seven, eight o'clock at night. I thought, well, before the moon gets up, I'll go into this spot. I hadn't been in there all year. And I actually I've got a video of it, but actually I had eight coyotes I had a pack of six come in and then two off to the side, come in behind them. So there's eight total coyotes and they did the same thing. They got to like 300 or whatever. And I mean, I was, I was standing in a fence line, skyline, like I blew it. Like I should have never been in there. I should have saved that spot for a darker yep. night, but yep. I didn't. And yeah, eight coyotes. I just educated in a matter of, minutes like yep. <laughs> i mean it happens but i should have known better i, yeah. I should have been
0: like you don't have the time to do Dude, this it's come easy. back it's easy to do and like you especially like you you're you're especially when you're struggling you're like okay i'm gonna go to this good spot just because i know it's a good spot i know it's full of dogs i know the conditions aren't perfect or i know whatever but I'm going to try it because I'm struggling and I want to get on the board or I want to, you know, break this slump I'm in. And then something like that happens and uh, it really makes you uh, take a piece of humble pie because, you know, I've done it. I've done the same thing. I've done it this year. I've done it, you know, I'll probably do it again in a couple of weeks. It just, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things that's really hard to do because, you know, yeah, once in a while it might work out and you'll be glad you did it. But it just seems like Kyles are so good at figuring out the weak spot in your setup. If there is one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the same
1: way. I kind of feel about, well, this is probably a topic for another day, but I feel the same way about like tournament hunting. Like it forces you to make bad decisions because you feel like you have to be successful. You have to kill coyotes because you're in this tournament that really means nothing other than maybe bragging rights, but you go out and you burn up all your spots and you're like, Oh, you look back at it and you're like, I wish I would have saved that for when the, the conditions were actually right instead of yeah, burning, you yeah. know, because I paid a $50
0: entry fee instead of trying to make it work just because that's that's yeah. just me that's just me rambling on about nonsense i guess no totally but, totally uh so a couple things that i want to talk about that you mentioned and uh one of those things is um so ethan mentioned that you know guys like him and i we when we were growing up and in high school and whatever college whatever we would plan our winters around a full moon and you know i used to have the full moon calendar you know down pat i used to know the rise and the set times the overhead periods um you know i used to follow that like like i follow the weather now and you know we would we would go full moon would come we'd be hunting every night all night didn't matter you know well, of course, it had to be clear enough that the moon was bright enough. But, you know, we had full moon and snow and we were going and we we loved the full moon and lived for that. And we were just kind of talking before the podcast started. And I'm like, man, I never even thought about that. Like, there's a lot of people nowadays that are getting into thermal or getting into coyote hunting that probably never did that. <laughs> the full moon without a thermal, it's just. It's a
1: totally different game. Uh I I,
0: I don't know how to even, even explain it, but well, it's it's very close to day hunting. I mean, it's it's as similar to day hunting as you can get at night. At night, you know, right? But the thing that I always thought was like
1: in the daytime, you kind of got to give the coyote like you got to give them a shadow, or you got to give them. You gotta make them feel comfortable. And yep. at night with without a thermal, when you're just using moonlight and snow cover, you've got to like think in reverse because you can't give that coyote that shadow. You can't get you can't let him sneak down that fence line or sneak down that tree strip. You've got to force him to go out in yeah. that open bean field, or you gotta force him to go out on the ice, you know, whatever the situation totally. might be. So it's like <sighs> I, I feel like I kind of learned a lot on how how you can manipulate a coyote's behavior by, well, I'll, in the daytime, I'll give him this, but in the night, I got to have it. I'll give him this other thing, you know, and learning how to, yeah. how to use him to your advantage. Like, yeah, he might come out of this 400-acre cattail slough, and I won't be able to see him, but he's got to go into this bean field in order to wind me. And I'm gonna kill him before yep. he does that. And now with yep. the with thermal technology, it's like all that's kind of thrown out the window, but I'm glad I have knowledge of it. I'm glad I did it. I still like to do it on occasion. Yep. We don't have snow, but
0: yeah, I honestly never thought of that again. I mean, that that is a great point. Uh that's that's something that I think I probably take for granted too. And I always talk about how that how we split up. And like, I'll, I'll do a lot of times, especially day calling. I don't do it with thermal very much unless I need to, but, um, we, oh, like when I hunted growing up, we would always send like somebody over the hill downwind, like when we thermal hunted. And I used to always be that when I was growing up with my dad, I would always be that guy that would be, you know, 400 yards downwind of the call. And that next, you know, ditch that comes up to the downwind inside of the call. And man, did I shoot so many coyotes, you know, so far away from the call that I could barely hear it. And I think honestly, doing that then I really, you know, learned that that tactic and that strategy then doing that on all those full moon nights. It's just it's like an it's just another layer. I mean, you
1: the more yeah, the more experience you have whether it's day or night or thermal or whatever, it just, you have to learn to put it all together. And, and, and then you're not questioning yourself. You're like, Oh, like you said, I'm not going to not go because it's a full moon. So it's like, I'll just take all the knowledge that I've, that I've given myself over the years and be like, well, I guess we got to do this tonight.
0: Yeah. For sure. And, and I think that for me, like it gives me, I like having to be creative and, and, you know, really put a lot of thought into where I'm going to sit and where I'm going to go and what spots I'm going to hunt. And it just makes kind of that, you know, outsmarting them a little, you know, a little sweeter rather than just walking out on a dark night and plopping down and they come barreling in, which don't get me wrong. That's, that's fun. I love it, but it, it's also really fun when you can apply a strategy and then be successful doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that I always tell people too, is I think that people, when you, when it comes to full moon hunting, treat it almost as if you are day hunting, like just the way that you move, the way you, you know, you I try to access differently to try to stay hidden, which is similar to what you were kind of saying about hiding your vehicle and about, you know, all that stuff. That's the same stuff you're going to do in the daytime, I assume. And, you know, you're going to stay hidden. You're going to slip back, you know, pop over this hill, you know, try to be as quiet and as, you know, careful as possible. Get hidden, you know, call so you can see your downwind. You know, it's just so many things that apply from day hunting to full moon hunting obviously or and and hunting the full moon at night obviously you know i think we have a very unique um we we i'm not surprised that me and you aren't afraid to hunt the full moon beings that we both used to hunt the full moon and live for the full moon hunting so we know that it's possible to call coyotes in but like i'm telling you i hear it from guys all the time like Oh, it's full moon. I'm not going like, how do you, how do you call coyotes in in the full moon? Or what do you, what sounds do you play on a full moon to make them come in? Like, I can't, I, I went out last full moon and I never even heard or saw one. Well, I, I truthfully think it has very little to do with the full moon. Yeah. (laughs) And in theory, in, in, in reality, full moon, like This this applies to deer, to you know, to elk, to whatever. A lot of animals. I almost think that full moon hunting affects the day calling worse because I think that they get less active during the day because they can hunt and do all the things so much easier at night.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I've heard that over and over. I I, or not? I shouldn't say over and over, but I've heard that in the past where like I think it was on like a like a Randy Anderson calling all coyotes, like an early DVD where he, I remember this, this video, he's like, Oh, they say you can't call coyotes on a full moon during the day or whatever. And he just was killing coyotes like crazy. It's like, don't overthink it. I mean, just cause the coyotes. Yeah. you, You might hunt a full moon and not kill any coyotes, but that doesn't mean it's that way. Every full moon. I don't, it's just it's kind of well this is maybe a little bit different subject too but like i don't know if on the on that first episode that first podcast that i did with you if i really explained i kind of live in a a unique area in in south dakota where i go about 5 miles east of my house and i'm in pretty rough pasture hilly cut type country And if I go west of my house, basically all the way to, shit, the Missouri River, which is three hours, it's all flat. So, like, I do the majority of my daytime calling up east in the rougher country, and I do the majority of my nighttime hunting to the west in the flat country. So, like you were saying, the full moon, you kind of treat it like almost like a daytime set there's some truth to that because I will, I will go East a little bit more in the full moon because I need that terrain. Like I said, to hide my vehicle. If I go West of my house on a full moon, I mean, I'm not <laughs> kidding it. You, you can see my pickup shining from a mile away. If, if the yeah. Like so like, I have to go East just to find a Hill. I don't have to go very yeah. far. So yeah, you're right. Like, just being able to hide the vehicle being able to walk in and not be exposed it's just stuff that you i don't know you just got to do it i guess and it's hard to explain yeah. every every everybody's situation is different you know yours is different than mine mine's different than you know whoever's listening to this you just kind of have to figure out what works
0: for you but don't Don't quit just because the moon is bright. (laughs) Yeah. And don't, yeah. And don't listen to the, you know, the narrative of guys online or on Facebook or wherever saying, oh, you can't kill Kyos in full moon. You might as well not go or whatever, you know, talking about how hard it is. And to be totally honest with you, like from what I'm hearing and seeing, like there's a lot of people that are avoiding full moons altogether. and to to take it to another wrinkle for me in an area where there's a lot of hunting pressure, I'm going to go on a night of full moon because there's probably way less people out hunting in general. So that's another factor in it for me. Yeah. So I think that majority of people that night hunt, which obviously um, I would say I'm very, very very much different than majority of people in the sense that i sit down when i night hunt yeah um how i guess so i'm not i'm not like i said not a tripod guy so can you kind of tell me some of the some of the things that you do you know obviously finding cover but like is there anything specific that you do beings that you stand up at night that that you're looking for in a setup or like um you know just in general can you kind of touch on that um, I guess like the difference between you and me,
1: probably I, I do a probably the majority of my hunting by myself. I don't go, I have like, I have very few guys that I'll, that I'll go night hunting with. Um, yep. not for any particular reason. I think a lot of it for me is like, I don't know. I might go tonight. You know, I don't have anybody that yeah. lives real close to me, like. We might get done with this podcast and I might go make one or two stands. I don't really plan out. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't look at the calendar and be like, hey man, are you free Wednesday night? Let's go. It's like, oh, the kids went to yeah. bed. I got nothing. I I'll go make a couple calls. So anyway, I do a lot by myself. So being able to stand up is really important because you For know sure. you're feeling- your field of view is so small like i said even with the with the the scanner on the helmet you still if you're sitting on your butt or whatever like it your field of view is so much different in the in the night than it is in the daytime so i prefer to be standing up if it's at all possible and i mean i just like to have something around me i mean it might be it might be just a corner post which when you look at a corner post in a field it's like, oh, this post is sticking up four feet and it's eight inches around. And here I am, you know, <laughs> six feet tall and 200 pounds. Like, I don't look anything like a corner post. Well, you, it's just something to break up your outline. Um, just they're used to that corner post being there. They're used to something being there if you're not moving around. Um I guess that's the main thing. I just have something, even on a dark night, I like to stand by something. It might be, you know, a patch of willows or it might be an overgrown fence or it might be a a windmill, you know, in a pasture or a a water tank, whatever, just a a line of hay bales, something just to kind of break up the shadow. really, other than that, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of secrets.
0: Yeah, I mean, some, something's better than nothing is basically what you're getting at. Like, if you have a choice between something or nothing, you're choosing something. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. Okay, so you mentioned that you use a helmet setup. So since you mentioned that, can you kind of run us through what your gear is for your average thermal hunt?
1: Um on my helmet setup i've got i think it's called it's a team wendy helmet um i've got a rh25 i think it's the micro or whatever i I, to be honest with you i'm i don't remember all the the things that i have very well i don't remember the names i just know they work but yeah it's the it's the ira rh25 um mounted on that helmet uh I've got, it's a Wilcox dual bridge that's mounted to it. I don't have, I run it on my left eye. I don't have anything on my right eye. Um, and then as far as my scope on my rifle, I, I shoot the eye ray. It's the TH-50C, the bolt.
0: That's, that's all I got. I mean, that's the. Yeah. Not some bolts. Three. You can't beat that. I mean, I'm, I'm running the same scope and. Um, yeah, I love it to say the least. It's been really, really awesome. Yeah. The, and the helmet. Do you... Sorry, oh. keep going.
1: Oh, I just, the helmet was kind of new. I think this is the third year I've had the helmet. Um, but prior to having the helmet, like when I was just using my scanner as a handheld, I mean, it was just it's just another step. Like once you, once you try it, you got to have it. And then, then the next thing and the next thing, it's just a snowball effect. Yeah. Not saying you need a helmet or anybody needs the helmet mounted setup, but especially when you're hunting by yourself, it's, it, it really is nice.
0: Yeah, no, it, it is for sure. It, it definitely is. And it, it's, a, it's, it's one less thing to have in your hands. It, it makes the walk in really handy. Uh just there's a lot of things that I like about it. Uh there's not I guess I don't really see a ton of disadvantages. I don't know about you from using it. Like, is there anything you don't like about it? Oh, my ears get cold. <laughs> <So> <laughs>
1: on a really on a really cold night, I don't have a hat that fits under my helmet very well. So if it's like Sub zero temperatures, my stands get pretty short. But
0: no, other than can that you like but... size up your helmet so you can yeah, fit a hat under it. I can, but and then you're always messing
1: with that little dial on the back, and one day it's warm out, the yeah. next day it's I'm, I'm just
0: complaining. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean it's comfort that's keeps you on stand or doesn't, you know, that's something that makes a difference, but uh no, that's funny. Um, well for right now you should, uh, you should be set. Your year shouldn't be getting cold. No, it's like, I don't know, 45 degrees out right now. Yeah. It's like 60 here. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, though it, it's super cool. Um, what mode do you run like, like white hot, black hot? Uh, how do you, what mode do you run your scope on? Or do you have a favorite? I prefer white hot. Um,
1: my friend that I hunt with most of the time, he's religiously runs black hot, and I think it's just kind of what your eyes. It's like some people's eyes are just different. Mine, the white hot. We have the same scopes, and for whatever reason, white hot sticks out a little better to me. Except, yeah, when you get really high humidity, or if there's, a, if you try to see through some fog. Then I will go to black hot um I I don't know. It seems like things show up better in the in the humidity with black hot,
0: yeah, I got you. I just turned on Black Hot for the first time the other day from having mine on White Hot since I got it, <laughs> and uh I was impressed at like the detail that I could see in it, but yeah. I couldn't see. Like, like he didn't jump out at me, like uh, in a, at a distance, like uh, like it doesn't white hot. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and I, you're probably the same way as me. Like w- once you get your scope set or your scanner set, you probably don't really mess with like. I probably like the brightness. You know, I have like image brightness, screen brightness. The what? I, there's a yeah. bunch of, I use that stuff. Like once I set it and forget it. Like I don't even. It it could be forty degrees tonight and zero degrees tomorrow night, and I I try to run the same, the same settings because I'm too lazy to go through and and change them. But I think that would make a difference. Like oh, if I'm going to black hot, maybe I should adjust my screen brightness
0: from the way I was running it on white hot. You could probably make anything. Yeah. that I don't know. I, I, to be honest with you, I've been a white hot guy ever since I started running a thermal. And when I got my IRA, I put it on white hot and I literally have not even looked at the other color palettes. Right. I got it just because I never really thought to because I'm like kind of the guy of it ain't bro- If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So like, yeah. I just never messed with it, never changed anything. I just kind of liked how it was. So I just left, you know, I just left it. And then the other day, I think I accidentally switched it to black hot. And then I was like, Ooh, this looks different. And then, and I was like, kind of looks cool. I'm not sure if I like it, but I'm going to ride with it a little bit here just because, you know, I was, I feel like I post videos, you know, and they, you know, thermal videos are thermal videos. You know, there's only so much variance in all of them, you know, they all, look, you know, similar. So. I'm like maybe I'll try to get a few black hot videos just for for uh, the hell of it and see if I like it or whatever. I I, w- I guess I should say, like if you're
1: going all night, like if you're gonna go out, say you're gonna sp- say you're gonna spend four five six hours a night. I will switch from black to white. Just I think it just gives my eyes a break. You know, just like yeah, You're they get so I don't know like. So focused yeah, on like, white hat's almost like bright, right? So it's like, oh, I should switch like to black your- for a couple stands yeah. to get my brain back in the center.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I totally, I totally, totally know what you're saying. That's funny. It's just funny because I know exactly what you're talking about, and I know that feeling. Yeah. Uh yeah, so for those of you guys who are curious about the full moon and wondering what you should do, my my simple answer is treat it like your day hunting and, you know, find yourself some cover, find some shade. uh, And I think that maybe maybe you'll be surprised as long as you can, you just have to get out of that habit of, you know, walking out, to the middle of the field standing your tripod up and you know saying i can't call anything in you just have to get a little creative and i do think the guy who day hunts or you know like we were talking if you full moon hunted before in the snow i do think that if you have experience doing those things it's going to give you an advantage and maybe you know allow your mind to you know to think about how you can you know, call that stand more effectively, but, um, I certainly am not going to be shied away by any full moon. That's for sure. What was that one? Did we have like that super, was it last year that we had that super moon? I'm not sure, but, uh, we had that super moon that was supposed to be like the brightest moon, you know, and it might've been, who knows now, lose track of time over the years, but, even those nights, like the brightest nights that are supposed to be out there. Um, The other thing I was going to mention too, for those of you guys who really hate the moon, you maybe you have really open stuff. Maybe you're, you only have stuff to hunt like Ethan's talking about that he has west of his house, right? Which I'm sure there is guys out there like that that are going to say, hey, whatever you guys are saying, that's fine, but it ain't going to work for me. And I get idea. that. But- The the thing that I would challenge you to look at then is find the lunar calendar, look at the rise and set times, find that dark portion. You you know, even on full moon nights, you can, except for like a week, but like, or a few days, but like, there's a, like, you can get out there and hunt maybe a few stands before the moon gets up or you can hunt, you know, there there's times where the moon sets at like, you know, 11 o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night. And then boom, I'm going out at eight o'clock tonight. As soon as the moon goes down, you know, I'm headed out. So that's something that I would, if I was in that situation, that would be a, something that I would consider. Yeah.
1: I probably not even like, I don't like to give away. I don't think I'm, I don't think I have any secrets, so to speak. But one thing that I would say is I would venture to bet. of people who have a thermal are going hunting from like, whatever time it gets dark at night till midnight, two, three, whatever in the morning. There's very few people who are waiting until 3am where, you know, let's go to bed from eight to three and wake up at three o'clock. And then go, it's still dark from three to seven or whatever time in the morning. It's like, yep. don't think you have to hunt when the sun goes down, hunt before the sun comes up. It's the same thing. It's just like you said, watch that calendar, understand, Yeah. okay, this is going to be, it's going to be darker or at least the moon is going to be west of me versus east of me you know, it's going to light up this field differently, you know, in the morning versus at, you know, at first dart. Just, like you said, get creative with it. Think of, think outside the box a little bit. Don't, don't just think, Oh, it's nine o'clock and the moon is up. I'm going to go to bed and not wake up until it's time to go to work.
0: Yeah. Uh, so those of you who listen to my podcast, you'll hear me talk about this a lot. What Ethan just mentioned is i that is something that I do that I feel is different than ninety nine percent of people is I get up at two o'clock in the morning and I go hunting until actually that is my primary hunting time to be totally honest with you um i get get up at one thirty and I'm leaving my house by you know quarter close to two o'clock or whatever. And I'm hunting till it's daylight and that I would totally agree with you. Everything you just said, I've, it's so, it's such a quiet time of the day. It's, there's not people out stirring. People aren't letting their dogs out. It's, I've just found that that is, I'm not saying it's the best time to hunt because everyone's going to have their opinion on when the best time to hunt is. I feel like I can call spots more effectively at that time of day versus from eight to midnight. If that makes sense, yeah. That's that's one thing. Like doing it repetitively. Like I, it's like a light switch at six o'clock. Traffic starts. I'm in a probably a lot more populated area than you are. I'm guessing, but like it's like six o'clock. The traffic starts uh dogs are barking because people are letting their dogs out just like that motion of the day just like shuts things down and like i have that happen to me a lot At like if i go out on dusk stands or like i've had so many of them get i don't mean to say interrupted because obviously it's just life and it's just you know people doing normal things no problem but like it alters the success of those stands because I feel like there's so much noise, there's traffic, there's people outside, there's people talking, there's, you know, that you can hear from, you know, six, 700 yards away, just such a different aspect that I've found in that hunting that early morning. That is just such a quiet time of day that I've really come to, to like and enjoy. Yeah. It's
1: good to just, you find what works for you and and don't uh don't let anybody else tell you otherwise.
0: Exactly. And have confidence in what you do. And like you're gonna go out there and you're gonna get smacked in the mouth. You're gonna get I went out the other day. So in the last like ten days, I went seven days, killed three doubles on three consecutive stands, you know, another single, whatever. Just felt like I could, you know, call in a coyote anywhere. And then I go out the other morning and 0 for six, never heard one, never saw one. And just, yeah. just like that back to like, gosh, what am I doing wrong? Did I, you know, did I spook them walking in, you know, whatever you go through the, the checklist of things that you try to tell yourself you did wrong when in all reality, maybe you, it just, just wasn't on for whatever reason at that time.
1: Yeah, no, I, I go through the, go through those same highs and lows just like everybody.
0: And it
1: it might appear, you know, on social media that so-and-so or these guys kill them every time they go. And well, it's, it's not the way it is. Um, No, they they don't kill them every single time. And
0: it's not because of the full moon. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I totally agree with you there. Aw. so that actually, that might be a perfect line to end this podcast on because that was perfect. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So as we wrap things up, Ethan, uh, tell us where people can find you and you post some cool thermal kills and stuff on your Instagram, um, too. So tell us, uh, where to find your, or what your Instagram handle is. And I'll put everything in the description and everything below so people can find you, but um tell us where you're at.
1: Yeah, that's that's really the only social media that I have is Instagram. Um just hunt period twenty-four underscore seven. <laughs> that's that's kind of the old I don't have Facebook or anything like that, but I I keep an Instagram and I to be honest, I haven't posted a lot um to my actual news feed or whatever. I've been I post stories more often now just they're there for a day and they're gone. But I I kind of battle with the social media aspect of everything. Like I don't hate it. I like to see it, but at the same time, there gets to be a lot of negativity on there, and I just kind of keep to myself in a, yeah. in a lot of ways. But I'll, I'll occasionally yep. put a few pictures on here and there.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree, and there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, yeah, it's good incentive for. You. To follow Ethan because uh I I like his Instagram stories he puts up just obviously I've been I you if you wouldn't have told me I would to know and I just been watching your stories but uh I watched all of them and just you know it's just cool videos just I think it's just cool to see you know videos hunts kills misses from every anybody just anybody anywhere I enjoy watching because you never know what you might pick up or learn or see or you know, whatever. So yeah, give him a follow, check it out, and uh I'm guessing he'll put some more dogs down this winter for you to see.
1: Yeah, it's still February, man. It feels like it's April, but I
0: know
1: <laughs> there's still time.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. It does if it's it's weird. I think uh I'm gonna go out tomorrow morning and I think the the temp is gonna be forty seven or forty eight degrees. When I I go out, uh, it's going to be different. It's going to feel like I should be turkey hunting, but. Yeah,
1: we're supposed to get a cold front coming through tomorrow. Um, I think today got up to like 60 and tomorrow or tomorrow night, I forget the days, but it's going to get down to single digits again. So that'll, winter will be back and remind us that it's not spring.
0: And then we'll probably get a big snowstorm right about the middle of March. Right. Yeah, when we're ready for it to be. Yeah. Right about the time we start calving. Yeah, exactly. Just to make your life hell. Yep. All right. Ethan, thanks for uh, coming on again. I really appreciate it. And like I said, guys, you can find all his or find his Instagram in the description below and, uh, check him out and you won't be disappointed. All right. Thanks for having me, Drew. Thank you guys for joining me for another episode of the Predator Podcast. Uh, Big shout out to Ethan. Thank you for joining me. Uh, That was a great episode. And I think just a hot topic right now, uh, I get a lot of questions about full moon hunting. So I kind of wanted to dive into that with somebody and just, uh, you know, talk about it and, and see what we came up with. And I thought... You know, everything me and Ethan talked about was spot on and, uh, you know, agree or disagree. Everyone has their opinions, but obviously that was ours and telling you a few things that we do to have success on those full moon nights. So check out his Instagram and he posts some good hunts and videos and things on there. Like I mentioned, so check it out and leave me a review five stars, uh, leave me a review five star rating. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated. And if you guys want to support me, check out Dark Knight Outdoors. Use my discount codes that are in the description below. And check out Dark Knight Outdoors. You will not be disappointed. And as always, find me on Instagram, Podcast underscore Drew. Message me and follow along with my uh, adventures here this winter. I'll do my best to keep it updated. And I uh, usually am pretty responsive to messages, so... Uh, shoot me a message give me a follow and keep in touch with me there we will be back next week with another episode of the predator podcast but until then shoot straight